Hi, everyone. So before we hop into the episode, I do want to do just a blanket trigger warning. This is going to be a very tough episode that we're going to be discussing. We are going to be discussing, as mentioned in the previous episode, we are going to be talking about the death, well, the murder of Emmett Till and um, the um, bombing that happened um again, this is being recorded beforehand, the bombing that happened in Alabama um, where the Ku Klux Klan bombed a church and murdered young girls. So it's going to be a very tough episode. And on Mikkel's part, he is going to be discussing the death of Trayvon Martin as well as George Floyd. So this is going to be a very tough episode. Um, it is going to be emotion inducing for sure. So just be kind to yourself with this episode. If you think you can't handle this, because again, majority of the, um, the cases we're going to be talking about is, um, involving children, minors. And, um, and of course with George Floyd's case, it, um, was there for the whole world to see. So it is a very tough, um, episode. Um, so again, just be very kind to yourself. If you think you want to skip through this episode and come back to us next week, we definitely understand. Um, these are important topics that do need to be discussed, but again, it is a very hard topic to discuss. So, um, yeah, so just be kind to yourself. If you can't handle this episode, that is okay. We'll see you next week with our um, Black People in Arts episode. Um, but without further ado, let's hop into the the episode now. What's up, everyone? This is the Next Tape Podcast, episode 20 with Mikkel and Tamika, where we have conversations on different topics. So welcome to another edition of our Black History Month series. So if we haven't, if sorry, if you haven't heard our last two episodes, the first one's based on inventors. The second one is based on civil rights leaders so go check them out if you haven't now if we didn't do a great job guys you are free to do your research uh on these black history month themes so you can go to your local library read a book research on the internet go to barnes or noble or chapters that's the best part uh, about you know doing your research it's accessible and it's also free 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 well not if you go to a chapters or her parents and noble it won't be free anymore i mean but i mean yeah, yeah you have to buy you have to buy the book obviously but like it's you know when you buy the book you just read into it it's 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 right there it's free it's right there so um, it's not free yeah. but anyways well, I mean, like you know what I mean, basically. I think I do. You buy it, and the, the re and the research is right in front of you. <laughs> yes, but not free. It's it's right in front of you. Okay, fine. If you're buying fine, a book, fine. not free. But don't steal people. Don't steal from 
Barnes and Nobles or because then I didn't really get free. Then yeah, then it's free. <laughs> okay, so what is today's uh theme today for our Black History Month? Okay, so today's theme is we're going to be talking about the deaths that affected or maybe even pushed the civil rights movement as well as the Black Lives Matters movement. Um, I did put a massive trigger warning in the beginning of this episode, but again, just be kind to yourself if this is something you need to skip because we're going to be talking about death and we're going to be talking about minors, children being um, being murdered um, with the exception of one. Um, So it is going to be a tough episode. This is definitely an episode Mm. that you know, is needed, unfortunately, but definitely be kind to yourself. And if there's something you can't handle, mm-hmm. don't do it. We're, we we understand. Yeah, it's uh, ver- these are very sensitive topics. If you do not want to listen to this episode, I suggest you skip this episode. You don't you don't have to uh, listen to this episode at all. Uh, we just uh uh doing this episode for uh making people aware of the uh situation that uh black people go through is that right yes so barack obama like we said a lot of the you know athletes and you know um celebrities and uh senators and even the president at the time barack obama uh the first black president of the united states expressed his dismay at the shootings saying that if he had a son he looked like trayvon i remember him saying that yeah 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 so obama compared martin to his younger self as well and characterized um racial profile as a reality that most African Americans, including himself, have to face. Protest continues across the United States in the wake of the Serum Martin verdict and led to formation of prompts prompts Black Lives Matter uh, social movement, which focus on better treatment on African Americans in all Face, my my bad. <clears throat> facets of American society. Facets. Is it assets or facets? No, facets. There we go. I, Jesus Christ. Facets. <laughs> right. So um, yeah. Uh, that's basically it. Uh, sad that um, that um, the young man. Yeah died in the situation and the anniversary is coming in a couple of weeks so um uh rest in peace to Trayvon Martin and also um hopefully I know his family is still you know devastated that this situation mm-hmm. happened you know yeah but this is ago. something you do necessarily as a parent um especially yes. you never get over yeah these aren't who 
yeah. live with it, I guess. Yeah. Hoping that they find like, you know, happiness in some way. Mm. And, you know, joy. So um, I wish yeah. they could get um, rid of the double jeopardy nonsense and just do it again. But anyway. Yeah. Rest in peace, Charlie Martin. Okay, so <clears throat> I'll start with mine. So basically everybody knows this situation. Uh uh I'll kind of basically short form it a little bit. Um so Trayvon Martin, if you guys know who he is, he's he was a seventeen year old uh kid at the time. Um so basically here's a short summary of what happened to him. So on the evening of February twenty sixth, twenty twelve, Mar- Trayvon Martin was walking back to the fiance's house from a nearby convenience store. No, he's walking Superman. back to his dad's house. Fiance's. Well, it's dad. He's going fiance's. back home. No, he was he. I think he had a girlfriend, but I. Yeah, that's that's the fiance. But he was seventeen. No, what seventeen year old you know getting engaged? I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just re- getting the report from Washington Post right now that says his fiance. I always thought it was his girlfriend, not fiance. Maybe I'm wrong, but okay. Let's rewind back. Okay, <laughs> on the evening of February twenty sixth, twenty twelve, Martin was walking back to his girlfriend's house from a nearby convenience store. Zimmerman. A member of the community watch. So, if you don't know the community watch, basically, it's it's is it like a security guard? I would say, but not um, really. But not, you know, you're just like a neighborhood. It isn't. It isn't. Isn't. I think it's like you have a group of people who mm-hmm. will sign up or whatever to be this neighborhood watch. I don't think this is something we particularly have here in canada i think it's mainly an american thing and Mm. it's kind of like you know protecting the neighborhood um right so i think it's kind of like that you know protecting the neighborhood or being aware of things happening in the neighborhood whatever but they're not police officers i need to stress that part too they're not police officers Mm -hmm. if they see something potentially happening they should be calling the authorities not taking matters into their own hands right yeah don't don't yeah don't ever do that guys don't don't take things in your own hands if you like she said um if you see something that's dangerous and you know that's in your neighborhood call the police Mm -hmm. um not to say that Trayvon Martin did anything he was walking down the street with a hoodie on in this case he did nothing but let's continue with 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 it yeah saw Martin and reported to the Stanford police as a suspicious yeah yeah he did Um, as a suspicious several minutes later an altercation happened and Zimmerman fairly shot Martin in the chest. Basically, that that's a short summary. Yeah. I mean, that's basically so, what happened. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh very young uh didn't really do anything but just like you know walking the street and then you know this neighborhood watcher just you know just started something and i think too that i want to put out here like i know like dr phil it's controversial but i remember he had the family on the show and they stress how amazing he was how dedicated to his studies he was mm-hmm. he wasn't this bad kid that did anything wrong he was walking down the street to his girlfriend's house minding his own business and all because he was wearing a hoodie he just thought yes. oh this guy bad and, and a black boy wearing a hoodie like it's crazy just for just for wearing a hoodie yeah just for wearing a hoodie and you know where where were where were they from again uh let me see let me do my research here um stanford florida oh god okay yeah 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 so yeah there's like i said there's a lot of kids that like you know and I, listen, I don't want to shit on Florida, even though sometimes I do. Yeah. But the problem with Floridians, and in particular the ones that are in more of the, the South-feeling parts of Florida, because the end of the day, Florida is the South. But I think if you're going to Orlando, mm-hmm. Miami, those tourist areas, it's a different feel than yeah. like the closer you get to Georgia or anything like that. But... There is racism in the end of the day, depending on where you are. There's no doubt in my mind that Zimmerman mm. is a racist, and that is why he oh. killed this kid. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Even though he is uh, an African American, I would say Zimmerman. Uh, that's what it. Yeah, hold on. Let me no, check. Zimmerman is not African American. Let me just. Well, that's what I did my research on the internet. I guess you don't believe everything on the internet nowadays. Let me see. No, I don't think he is. I'd be even. I would be even more pissed if he is actually. Oh no, he's an American man. Sorry, I got. Okay. My bad. Yeah, Yeah, because I think he has like that. The skin tone throws you off a little bit. Yeah. But um, no, he's definitely a white man. That's what was what I thought. Okay. Yeah, he is a white. Yeah, he is a Mm -hmm. white man. So, was born October fifth, nineteen eighty-three in virginia yeah basically from from so this man is just oozing south yeah yeah Yeah. okay so my apologies guys yeah no he's fairly young himself like he he must be just over 40 now yeah he also identified himself as hispanic as well that makes sense. The, I can see it, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little bit Hispanic. Yeah, I can see but that too. The thing so. again, though, he may not be African American, but he is a minority. Mm. So it's just like, yes. Why you think for a second that someone wants to shoot you down? Especially like in those times. Since we're talking, these were times of Donald Trump, kind of putting mm-hmm. his shit out there about Hispanic people 
Come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, wait, it, wait, wait. Is it this before? He died in, like, was it in 2012? Oh, 2012. 2012. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I thought it was. So you're trying to tell me that was yeah, 10 it's, years it's seen, ago? Uh, uh, tw- yeah, it seemed like. Yeah, Holy it's shit. Over, yeah, it's over 10 years now. I I thought it was yeah. more recent than that. No, that's no, not during. No, okay, so then, yeah, this was before. This was before Donald Trump, yeah, for sure. Yeah, before Donald Trump. Yeah, oh my god, I didn't even realize I was that, old, that long back. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. And I remember, I remember, if I remember, LeBron James was wearing a hoodie uh, supporting. Oh, everyone was, not just him. Yeah. Everyone was. Yeah. Every lot of so rights leaders, uh, politicians, mm-hmm. uh, senators in America, even even the Canadians. But you know, like I'm pretty sure we're Canadians seeing. Trip. Oh, of course, of course. There's, there's. You gotta also take into account here. We've said this before. We might be a different country altogether, but we are influenced by mm-hmm. the states and vice versa. Right. We're very close, so. Yes, right. we are going to support things that are happening and saying goes the other way. Um, I do also remember Kevin Hart wearing a hoodie, a gray hoodie, same as Trayvon yeah. Martin was. Um, I remember that picture circulating. But um, I know a lot of African-American, um, or is it black, um, celebrities were doing this to bring awareness yeah, to him that, uh, yeah bring yeah bring awareness to him in general like it, it, it was crazy thing mm-hmm. uh including al sharpton Al Sharpton did like a speech no oh, yeah of course he did as well do you remember i don't remember the speech but of course yeah. he did he's he was gonna be all over yeah. this thing yeah mm-hmm. when it comes to you know uh civil right movements or you know uh, anything that has to do with like, black lives, etc. Al Sharpton's there, so, um, so uh, yeah, so they did have a trial weeks later, like or not the weeks, next, the next years. year, years. Then yeah, the next year. My bad. Was uh, it next year? The next year, week. really? Yeah, the next year. Yeah. Oh, that was fast. So in the following weeks, as Zimmerman remained uncharged. The shooting drew, drew uh, increased attention on March 12. The chief of Stanford Police Department affirmed that no criminal charge could be filed against Zimmerman, mainly because of the absence of uh, probable cause. A day later, however, Stanford Police uh, investigated a sign to the case recommended that Zimmerman be charged with manslaughter. Not enough. On yeah. On the basis that the violent encounter could have been avoided. Zimmerman remained free, which was seen by many as injustice. And uh, demonstration demanding uh, prosecution for murder were organized in cities across the United States. In April 2012, the governor of Florida, Rick Scott, appointed as a special prosecutor for the case. 
who brought a criminal charge of second degree murder against Zimmerman. That's how that's that's better than manslaughter. Yeah, this source is from Washington Post. So if you guys are, you know, guessing where it's coming from, it's from there. Um, There's more Zimmerman's trial, which began more than a year later in um, June 2013. Received incentive uh, media coverage. The prosecution argued that Martin's death resulted from Zimmerman's profiling of him as a criminal and trying to take a law into his own hands like you just said Mm -hmm. Um, the defense argued that the evidence um, Zimmerman's version of the events namely that he fired his weapon because Martin was attacking him yeah I remember that I remember that uh, there was like an article that said that you know Zimmerman was attacked by Trayvon Martin. I was like, "Here's what I'm gonna say with that." I think I vaguely remember that too. Yeah. If you were nowhere near him and you see him, you think it's suspicious or whatever. How can you then say, "Oh, he attacked me"? It's very had a very similar feel to the sheriff I talked about last week. It was like, "Oh, they attacked me. We got their handcuffed." Come on, they didn't attack you. You just want an excuse. Right. So that's how it was like with him too. You're nowhere near him. Mm-hmm. You call something in, which we don't know how that could have ended up either, honestly. Right. And right. you then probably walk up to him and confront him. Maybe you're the one attacking him. How do we not know yeah. then in that case what he's supposed to do? not attack you back let Mm -hmm. me make this very clear because we are black people if you're going to come up to us and no matter what your race is doesn't matter you're going to come up to us and try to hurt us we are going to defend ourselves and if you don't like it then don't come up to us don't come up to anybody honestly it doesn't matter don't go up to anybody because you're asking for trouble anybody like yeah Yeah, exactly don't do it that's why and I'd be very curious to know, like, you know, was there defensive wounds on Trayvon Martin? You know, because those are things that can be easily seen by, you know, doing an autopsy or whatever. So, right. but in this case, I don't know if they would have done one because they kind of can see how he was. I think, I think by law, you have to, depending on the state mm-hmm. you're in. So it's just like, come on. And then again, and I've learned this in school, but like when I was in school, we did criminal law. We were told you have the right to defend yourself against someone who's hurting you. However, you have to use the same amount of force that is being inflicted on you. So if someone is using their hands and hurting you, then that does not mean that you bring a gun to a fist fight. That is right. not longer self-defense. And if you are aiming for a part of the body that is going to potentially be fatal, that is no longer self-defense. You can defend yourself if you have the gun, fine. If you're going, we not fine, we're Canadian, we don't do that here. But 
if you have a gun, fine. But you could have shot him in the foot. You could have shot him in the leg. You could have shot him in a place that is not going to be, you know, fatal right away. Yes, if he sits there and it's bleeding out, then it's not going to be great, obviously. I mean, because you should have shot him in the first place. No, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. If you really yeah. think that your your life is in danger and you want to mm. disarm the person who is, quote-unquote, attacking you, there are ways to do that mm. without shooting them in the chest. Because you are most likely mm. going to hit them in the heart or an artery that can bleed out. There are arteries in our bodies that if hit, we have seconds before we are dead. So, 100%. don't yep. do that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I don't buy well, his didn't... story here of, oh, he was attacking me. No, he wasn't. He walked up to him. So, that right there shows you're the aggressor, even if you were not the one who started it. Let's say, for example, let's again play dead with advocate. Let's pretend you didn't start the fight. You started mm-hmm. it the moment you decided to walk up to him. You called the police. Let the police deal with it. Mm-hmm. Why are you then going to go and address him? Why? Right. I don't understand. Mm. And like, uh, I'll, I'll say I have other things I want to point out, but I'll talk about that after. Continue. Okay. That's <laughs> my little in the background. background. Yeah, yeah. We have another dog in the background too, so that oh. uh, my mom's babysitting as well. So oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, um, where did I left off? So attacking him and that he felt that his life was threatened. Central elements of the incident, however, could not be asserted for intense witnessed, uh, disagreed on who could be heard, uh, screaming for help on a record a call to emergency service and that's the thing too it's like there was no witness to this as far as we know mm-hmm. there is no like a serious like independent witness here who yeah. can attest to what happened you have an audio which i would love to hear i think i don't know if i actually have heard the audio i feel like i have but again this was a while ago now um but mm-hmm. you have the audio that doesn't clearly state who is the one and again I, it's hard to kind of sit there and be like of course it's Trayvon Martin of course he was the one that was yelling for help because our biases are going to tell us that but we don't really know because you know we don't we don't know and again like you could have his his parents uh like listen to the audio but it's not yeah they're not a reliable witness to say oh yes that was my son because you know the, they're grieving they obviously want that to be their son and that's where the biases come in and it sucks because it's like <sighs> again i, I in my mind's eye it's hard for me to believe that the man who walked up to Trayvon Martin is screaming for help I'm sorry I just I just don't see that 
I, I don't see that. I don't see that at all. all like that. No. But that's yeah. not enough in a court of law. That's the problem. In my opinion, in my opinion, at the time, I always thought he, he was lying all the time. Well, of course. He's basically lying. Oh, of course. Like, I, I feel like, you know, George Zimmerman's a big guy. And, you know. Um, He's an older guy. This man was in his 30s. Yeah. Finding someone who was, you know, and you know, about, say, 15 or so years younger than him. Yeah, 17. And from my understanding, Trayvon Martin was a small kid. He was a small kid. Yeah. He was skinny. He was a, like he was tall, but he was a weight wise. He was a small kid, right? And right here you have this guy who in size is bigger. Um, I don't know how tall he was in comparison to Trayvon Martin, but weight wise, like I'm not saying he was fat, but whatever. He he, he was a chunkier guy. Yeah, come on, like yeah. this is no. You are not the one asking and screaming for help. It's especially if you, we don't know at what point he would have pulled out his gun. We don't know if he was brandishing his gun. We don't know any of these things. He could have been brandishing his gun the entire time. For those who don't know, brandishing means waving your gun around. But if he was brandishing his gun, how do we not know? That's why Trayvon Martin screaming for help if it were to be him screaming for help i'm yeah. sorry but i would be if someone's brandishing a gun in front of me i'd be like the fuck is this i'm going to ask for help i want to hope that someone in their home is going to hear me and again also he wasn't far from the convenience store either right but he was just mere steps mm-hmm. away from the convenience store i think he's hoping someone's going to hear him and help him and again mm-hmm. i want to ask this too because I don't think we've asked this question. Obviously, it was a question we've asked at the time, too. Right. Why did you kill him? Why did you approach him? Why did you call the police on him? Why? Because you see a kid wearing a hoodie. Oh, my God. Wearing a hoodie. Again, can we also remember, Florida does get cold. You know, depending on the time of year, it gets colder yeah. at night. So maybe that's why he's wearing a hoodie on. You know what I mean? And from what I understand, he died in February, correct? Yeah, Black History Month. Right. So it's going to be colder because it is winter. It is winter time, even though it's Florida. Yeah. You do get colder in in the winter. So he's probably cold. He went and picked up, what was it, Skittles or something? He went and picked up candy. So Oh, yeah. Did you think that, yeah. he stole? So let's pretend again, devil's advocate, he stole which I think they've proven he did not steal. But let's say for devil's advocate, he stole the candy. You're going to kill him over Skittles? Go fuck yourself. Like, seriously. That's, like, when you put it in that way, it's like, come on. You make no sense. And the fact that you're going to sit here and say, oh, the 17-year-old attacked me, who's now dead, you're sick. You, you're sick. Continue. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I can't. Yeah, I think it's just racial profiling at its finest. Because, oh like, yes, yeah. You're looking outside. You see a, a kid. Like I, but, like I keep saying, yeah, kid. Again, we're in a hoodie. This man profiling anybody. That's not your job. 
That's not your right. You're not a cop. I can't remember if he tried to be a cop and was denied. I feel like there's something Mm -hmm. like that with this guy too. So I wonder if he has had this, you know, especially now that he's like a part of the neighborhood watch. He just, he, he, and to put it in layman's terms, he was a narcissist. He had this God complex because of the fact that he, you know, was able to be this neighborhood watch guy. I think in all honesty, he had a God complex. I mean, you're dealing with people with a God complex. They don't see reason. They think they've done nothing wrong. And I know, and, you know, spoiler alert, we know how this ends. He doesn't, he gets acquitted. That just adds to the God complex. I got away with it. I did nothing wrong. The courts told me I did nothing wrong. Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. That's crazy. Well, nah, since you spoiled it, but I just right. continue. <laughs> so I think this is the verdict right here. Although the original uh, criminal charge brought against Sarah was second degree murder, the judge also gave the jury an option of convicting him of a lesser charge of manslaughter. Manslaughter, right? Which is typical. And, yeah. In order to find uh, Zimmerman guilty of a second-degree murder of Massard, the jury had found out that only that Zimmerman had caused Martin's death, but also that he did not do so in self-defense, mm-hmm. which you said, not the mm-hmm. self-defense. Uh, the issue of self-defense was linked to Florida's law. Uh, permitting the use of uh, deadly force to defend on oneself. Right. Against a preserved threat known as a stand your ground law. Oh. So, uh, they have to stand their ground law. To, yeah. If you want to explain to the people what a stand your ground law is, because. And the best way that I can describe the stand your ground law, it basically gives you the right to potentially kill somebody in this case, even if the situation doesn't necessarily, you know, need that kind of deadly force. For example, if you're in your home and someone and like I think Texas has this too. I believe South Africa has this as well. Just kind of taking it out of America for a second. If someone mm-hmm. enters your home and they're intruding on your home, you have the right to use deadly force. Example, using your gun and killing this person. So for as an right. example of that, of that, if you remember the case of the um, Olympian in South Africa who thought he was killing an intruder but he actually killed his girlfriend they because he had that stand your ground they have that stand your ground law there but Mm -hmm. you know that's basically an example of it you have the right to use any Mm -hmm. force to protect your home so places a lot of places who have the stand your ground law is the south so florida is one texas is another one i believe um, I'm not sure of any others, but it's 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 a tricky law because I don't see how you can use the stand your ground law in this situation. 
I just don't understand that. But who am I? Go ahead. So uh, tw- so 23 states have to stand your ground. Law. 23? So Arizona, the, okay. yeah. Colorado, okay. Florida, yeah. uh, Georgia. Yeah, Alabama, that makes sense. Really? Uh, Mary- Maryland, Kentucky, Michigan, mm-hmm. Montana, and uh, North Carolina, North mm-hmm. Dakota, uh, Oklahoma, Ohio, Oklahoma, okay. Pennsylvania, yeah, Pennsylvania, Carolina, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, wow, South okay. Carolina, t- Tennessee West, and Virginia. So not Texas. Yeah. Oh, you missed the boat. Texas. Texas. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, come on, oh, Texas. Texas is serious. They do everything. <laughs> is there Texas? I don't see Texas. Really? Here. Interesting. Interesting. Because they, listen, they put people on death row. They, they, they finish the damn thing. Florida does too, though. Florida's, mm-hmm. if Florida puts you on death row, you pretty much, you're, you're done. You're not going to yeah. sit there. Kind of like what California tends, California has it as well, but they tend to, well, they did. I don't think they do now. But, um, mm-hmm. when they did, they just have you sitting on death row forever. They wouldn't actually do it. But anyways. Yeah, so the Stand Your Ground Law, which was center central to uh the debate over the shooting. Instructions to the jury referenced the law, but Zimmerman's lawyers ultimately did not invoke Zimmerman's rights under it. Because they argue it did not have the option to retreat anyways. On July 13, 2023, sorry, 2023, wow, <laughs> 2013, um, I went 10 years, 10 years back. Um, after more than uh, 16 hours deliberation, the jury found Zimmerman not guilty. And I remember the outrage that everyone felt, including myself, when that was announced. It, like, the only way that I can compare that same outrage for people who followed the Casey Anthony case, which again, that's in Florida too. What is going on in Florida? Stop it. If people are killing people, they should at least at a minimum be responsible and do the time. Mans, if, if it wasn't second degree, fine. But at minimum, it was manslaughter. So why didn't he serve any time? It's ridiculous. And Casey Anthony, same thing, kills her child and she got away with it. She's out here trying to bank on her child's death. Like, and that's Florida. It's just, come on now. But I remember that outrage of like, you can't be serious. And this was something again that kicked off that black lives don't matter to people. Because if it did, he would have served time. His family deserved that justice. Trayvon Martin deserved that justice. Black people in general deserve to know if something is going to happen to me at the hands of someone else, that that's going to be taken seriously and that person's going to serve their time. But that's like, that was for me and I was young. We were talking 2012 here. I was what, like 20 at the time. That made me think like, so we don't matter at 20 years old I, I had that realization of we don't matter i was three years older than him when he died i don't matter that could have happened to me that could have happened to anyone in my life 
we just don't matter yeah uh, when i when i heard about that i just felt that like you know the world don't care about us exactly when i heard that you know at all like but um yeah it was such a sad sad situation that you know the jury or the court decided to make that decision that you know George Zimmerman gets to walk off free and Mm -hmm. you know hide somewhere in his little yeah where the hell is he now where are you because like how do you get to live your life yeah like and in peace and, and quiet basically yeah and knowing that a young teenager is basically dead. not living his life yeah. he can never live his life yeah his family is going to forever wonder what his life could look like and not be able to have yep. those answers yeah 100 percent. 100 percent My turn. So, to keeping with the theme of talking about children, I am going to be talking about Emma Till, who died when he was 14. He was born on July 25th, 1941, in Chicago, and died on August 28th, 1955, in Money, Mississippi. Um, so, his death catalyzed the emerging civil rights movement originally this kicked it i think kicked it off um so talking about till's kind of brought how he's brought up he was brought up in a working class parents on the south side of chicago when he was barely 14 years old emmett took a trip to mississippi and to spend the summer with his relatives his mother, Mammy Till, which we will talk about her a little, like, talk about her a little more a little later, um, knew Emmett to be a jokester, accustomed to being the center of attention, and she warned him that whites in the South could react violently to behavior that was tolerated in the North. Right. So he wasn't brought up, like, I think she herself was from Mississippi, but he was not. So he's not used to, like, what can happen to someone who looks like him. Um, so, the, uh, yeah. So, um, this animosity was exacerbated by the U.S. Supreme Court's 1954 decision in Brown versus mm-hmm. Board of Education of Topeka, which overturned the separate but equal doctrine established in Pelsey versus Ferguson in 1896, which basically allowed racial segregation in public facilities. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that this Plessy versus Ferguson case stopped segregation, but then it was overturned. Sound familiar? Because the states likes to overturn things that should just be left alone. We won't talk about that right now. Till mm-hmm. arrived in Money, Mississippi on August 21st, 1955. He stayed with his great uncle, Moses Wright, who was a sharecropper, and he would spend his days in the cotton harvest, and Emmett actually would as well when he was there. 
So on August 24th, so the day before, I believe he was um, murdered, Till and a group of other teens went to a local grocery store after a day of working in the fields. Now, accounts of what happened after this is a little different while they're at the store. So, some witnesses stated that on one of that one of the other boys dared Emmett to talk to the store's cashier, Carolyn Bryant, who was a white woman. It was reported that Till then whistled at, touched the hand, or waist of, or flirted with the woman. So those are three different things that could have happened as he was leaving the store. Now, I want to say here, uh-huh. there actually was um, a, a mini series that, um, at least here in Canada, I believe came on global TVs. I'm not sure where else it would have been on. It might have been on the History Channel. But I advise watching this series. I know there was a movie as well. I think either has come out or is coming out. Um, right. Because when you see this particular scene in it, you're just like, we don't know exactly what happened. But I think they went the route of he whistled at her in the series. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just, <laughs> I, I want to talk so about. Basically- so, so basically, he dog, he, he dog whistled at her. Like, yeah, he whistled at her. Yeah, he whistled at her. Like, you know. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, that's the, what they think. But yeah, they think something. Well, obviously, something happened, but we just don't know what happened, and we don't know what transpired it. Now, here's what I'm gonna say. These, mm-hmm. I don't want to blame the boys, but I'm gonna have to put something on the mirror. These boys who may or may not have encouraged him to do this because that's how it's portrayed in the show as well if they encouraged him to do this as people from mississippi who know what it's like to be black people in the 1950s you never should have told him to go and do something to this white woman um that's yeah yeah i don't agree with that why did you do that now, I don't want to blame him. Yeah, at the end of the day, the blame goes to the fuckers who killed him. But you never should have done that. You never should have yeah, done that. At, at that time in the 1950s, racism was like... Yeah, and they're from high. Mississippi. They Extremely know. High. Yeah, yeah Mississippi, Mississippi was bad. You yes. know what Mississippi is like. He doesn't. He's from Chicago. Where that yeah. shit, I mean, there is obviously going to be racism too, but not to this degree. Mm. Like, what the fuck were you thinking? Now, right, yeah. again, this is not me trying to blame them. I'm just trying to say here, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> you know, if this is how it went down. So, um, whatever the truth may be, Emmett did not mention this incident to his great uncle. So let me also preface this. His great uncle knew the men who showed up. Well, I'm going to go ahead myself, but he knew the men who killed him. It's a small town. He, they, Everyone knows everybody. Okay. In the early morning so hours. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, did he, uh, did, did, did his uncle like work with these guys or? You know, I don't know if they worked because he worked in the cotton fields. I don't know if he knew them. Mm-hmm. I try to remember if one of them was a cop, 
I can't remember if one of them was a cop, but or had connections to the police. Um, but nonetheless, they, I don't think they worked together. They they knew of each mm-hmm. other. Um, mm. But the thing is, is that Emmett never told his uncle what happened. I don't know if he thought nothing would come from it. I don't know if he... I don't know. Continue, um, continue. Yeah. But, but, um, so in the early morning hours of August 28th, Roy Bryant, who is the husband of the store clerk. Now, let me put this out here, too. The store clerk told her husband what happened. But we're going to talk more about that in a, in a little later. But Roy Bryant, the cashier's husband, J.W. Millam. Don't know who the fuck this guy was to him again. I think, I think this the wife's brother, if I'm correct. But anyways, um, oh no, here we go. Brian's half brother. So whichever Brian this is, I think it's Roy's half brother, forced their way into Wright's home. That's the great uncle, and abducted Till at gunpoint. So he goes into these people's home, forces his way into their home. Because he thinks he has the fucking right to. Forces his way into these people home. Scares the fuck out of them. How they portrayed it in the series too. It's like he was holding not only we're trying to get him until he also was holding like holding the uncle at gunpoint and kind of be like, where is he? Tell us where he is. Don't say shit either. You know what I mean? That's basically how this was <sighs> anyways, it was, it was scary watching it, yeah. but Brian wow. and Brian and Millam severely beat this boy, gouging one of his eyes. I'm gonna send you a picture of it's of I'm gonna send you the picture in a second so you can see right. what they did to him and how mm-hmm. unrecognizable he was. But we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. So um mm-hmm. yeah, so they gouged one of his eyes out. They then took him to the banks of the Tallahatchie River, where they killed him with a single gunshot to the head. The two men then tied the teen's body to a large metal fan with a length of barbed wire and then proceeded to dump the corpse into the river. Wow. So we'll get to the body in a moment, but Wright reported the kidnapping to the police and Brian and Millam were arrested the following day. On August 31st, 1955, Till's corpse was discovered in the river. His face was unrecognizable as a result of the assaults, and positive identification was only made possible because Emmett was wearing a monogrammed ring that belonged to his father. On September 2nd, less than two weeks after Emmett had embarked on his journey south, the train bearing his remains arrived in Chicago. I'm going to be talking about the remains and then how difficult it was for her to get his body back i'm going to talk about that because it's going to enrage you but anyways mm-hmm. um mammy till kept her son's casket open and i'm going to talk about that too choosing to reveal the tens to tens of thousands who attended his funeral the funeral the brutality that had been visited on her son the appalling images of Emmett's body in the casket appeared in the pages of Jet Magazine 
and the Chicago Defender, and his murder became a rallying point for the civil rights movement. So, before we continue on with this story, Mikkel, I'm going to send you the picture of his body so that you can understand. It's a picture of... um, you see a picture of him, what he looked like, and ultimately what he looked like. So I've sent it to you. I want to know mm. what you have to think, what you have to say about that. His body is on the bottom half. That is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many people like that? Like, that'd be... And you have to also think about it this way. English. Part of that was, yes, the beating. It's also the fact that he was in water, so his body bloated as well. Mm-hmm. But when you look at him, he's beautiful face. And then you see what yeah. they did to him. Yeah. And, and you think too, yeah. like, no wonder like they a... couldn't as properly identify him. I hate to be graphic here. His face was gone. So yeah. it's just like, it's horrible to me that uh, I'm going to yeah. cry. But it's horrible to me yeah. that anyone could be so disgusting. Easy. Yeah, I don't care like, what he did or, or what he may or may not have done. He didn't yeah, he do like anything. Good look- oh, he was gorgeous. He looks like a good looking. Yeah, good looking. He would have broken some hearts. And they just, yeah. <laughs> and then um, they do that to him. Like, yeah. what type? What type of hate in your veins go through you to to do something to, do to somebody that? And, and again, very similarly to, very similarly to Trayvon Martin. You did this uh-huh. because he whistled at your wife. Listen, fuck your wife, and I will get to her in a minute. She's dead now. Oh, she's resting in hell. Wow. But we'll get to her in a wow. minute. Like she recently yeah. passed away, like within the last, I think, couple years. She died very recently. Interesting. Yeah. I think Roy Bryan's been dead for quite some time, but she divorced him anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and moved on to somebody else but we'll talk about her in a second because um fuck her fuck this so, whole thing wait so wait yeah yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. i know it's common that mm-hmm. you're going to say did he did he did this uh person receive any penalties or you know um received any like you know time in you know jails something like that to do this to Emmett? let's get to it let's get to it okay all right, so the trial of Emmett's killers began on September 19th, 1955. And from the witness stand, um, Wright, his uncle, identified mm-hmm. the men who had kidnapped Emmett. After four days of testimony mm-hmm. and a little more than an hour of deliberation, which was the jury, was an all-white jury, okay? Because back then, women, uh, all men, by the way, all men, white jury, mm-hmm. Women, women uh, cannot be on a jury. Wow! And black people were not allowed on a jury. Um. So, wait, wait, wait. so it's just an all white jury. So there was all white jury. All white jury in Mississippi. I think I see where this is going. You see where this is going? <laughs> they acquitted Bryant and Millam of all charges. When I say how wow. angering that is, I can't even. I can't even like. There is no, there is no denying they did this to him, but his young life didn't matter to anyone. 
It's God. That's disgusting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so obviously protected from further pros- prosecution by double jeopardy, which I mentioned earlier, which basically means once someone has been charged and like as long as a trial doesn't have a, like, a, like a hung jury, okay, if a trial has a hung jury, you can go through another trial again. But once a verdict has been made and the verdict is acquittal, you cannot charge someone again. You can't do it. It's done. There's no going back. So you can't. So wait. So what? Like, even though for like the 1950s, like it was different back then. I understand because like racism mm-hmm. was the all-time high. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't like say like you know 30 years later like no. like like say no. You know, like, no revisit there no times may have changed but the laws have not it doesn't matter that because of racism he was found acquitted it doesn't matter it's it sucks it's not fair but it doesn't matter because i guarantee you in today's world he would have been charged not only of first degree he probably would have been charged with capital murder. Yes. Both of them. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's not gonna I, it, it can't change I, anything. I need water for this. I need I need water for this. Give me a second. <laughs> okay. You get water, I'm gonna keep going. Um so because he was protected by that, those those statutes the pair was paid for the story and interviewed by their lawyer and a journalist in a 1956 article for Look magazine in which they related the circumstances of Emmett's um, kidnapping and murder. So let me say this again, because they were so very similarly to, um, what's his face, O.J. Simpson, even though O.J. Simpson didn't even do this. Even he knew, like, yeah. I can't do that. But he, it's very similar to him. These fucking idiots did an interview and admitted, yeah, we did it. And here's how we did it. Because they can't be prosecuted again. Wow. That, that's sinking. Oh. I just, I can't. Um, they, were, they were basically cocky about it. Yeah, yeah, they were. So. These assholes. Yeah, which we, we're going to talk more about Mammy Till, which was his mother. She ended up becoming a civil rights um, leader herself and dedicated her life to um, to changes that needed to be made, as well as keeping her son's legacy going. Legacy, yeah. 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 So here's <clears throat> maybe a little bit of solace whatever they can do in 2004 the fbi reopened the case although brian and Millen were long dead peace agents sought to obtain a conclusive account of emmett's final hours the three-year investigation during which emmett's body was exhumed i didn't know he was exhumed i guess his mom obviously allowed that to happen which i don't think she would have not allowed it um, mm-hmm. But I never knew this. Um, but anyways, if she, he was exhumed for a complete autopsy because 
let me say this. And again, I don't think I have the notes on this. He never had a proper autopsy done. He, he didn't have an autopsy done, actually. Let me rephrase. He never had an autopsy done. And I will talk a little more about that. But while his body was in Mississippi, because police are the ones who have the authority to do that, <clears throat> they never did it. Because they, why, why do it? They don't care. They never did a proper autopsy. And Mammy was not able to do it herself either. Hmm. So, so anyway, they did a complete autopsy. Um, did not lead to the filing of criminal charges, obviously, but it did uncover a deathbed confession of Milham's brother, Leslie, who admitted his own involvement in the kidnapping and murder. So there is three men involved in the kidnapping of Emmett Hill. Not two, three. But the brother was never mentioned. Um, after the exhumation of Emmett's body, um, he was reburied in a new casket, and the original one was placed in storage at Burr Oak Cemetery in Alsip, Illinois, um, pending the, um, sorry, hold on, where am I? Uh, pending the creation of a planned memorial on the site. Now, this is kind of not so much involved, but I do want to talk about the nastiness of people. In 2009, a scandal involving the reselling of grave plots led police to investigate the cemetery, and they discovered Emmett's original casket rusting and abandoned in a workshed on the outskirts of the property. Later that year, the casket was donated to the Smithsonian's National Museum of African American History and Culture. So I guess if you want to see the casket, which I don't particularly want to, I guess you can. Did his mother get to say in this? She probably did. Or, she probably okay. did. Yeah. I, I was wondering if they just took, took everything. And because I also want to say, too, yeah. with this, too, with Mammy Till, she wanted to leave his casket open, which, again, we are going to talk about. There's a reason why she wanted to do this. She mm. left the casket open with a lot of people telling her not to. So I think with Mammy Till, she very much wanted to be like, I'm going to push the envelope on things because no one wants me to, yeah. but I'm going to. She wanted, she wanted people to see what, what people, yeah. these, these people, these evil people did to her, you know, son. So it, they wanted to hide him, which I'll get to yeah. in a minute, but they wanted to hide what happened to him. And with his image out there for everyone to see and for years to come, because here we are. How many decades later, and I could still find a photo of him. He was never, this is what they didn't want, you know? But anyway, Mammy Till is talking about her a little bit. Um, she was born on November 23rd, 1921 in Mississippi. And she died on, oh, she died January 6th, 2003. I don't think she was actually had a lot of involvement, especially, especially in the casket, and because she was gone at that point. And I don't know if she was even alive when they exhumed his body. She might not have been. I wonder if there, if if uh, Ahmed had a family beyond his mother. He, did, probably, did he, of course. 
yeah. Past, yeah, the family kept days, going. They probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably they got a say into this. Okay. That, that yeah, makes sense. I'm so sure she was remarried as well. She did get married to someone else too. I wonder if she had children with him. You know, it's very mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. Um. Right. So she was an American educator and activist who helped mm-hmm. with the emerging of the civil rights movement, um, as we've been talking about. Um, I actually have, again, I'm going to have a lot of pictures. Um, I do want to, I'm scared to post it on Facebook, but I think as long as we blur it out, I think we have the capability of blurring things out. I will be blurring things on the site so you don't have to see everything. Uh, But Facebook is scarier for me. I don't think. If I can. I would, I wouldn't. No, here's what I'll say. If I can blur it, we're okay. Yeah. We can blur it and we will be fine. If I can't, I will not post it. That's, trust me, I, I won't do that. I won't have people scrolling and be like, oh my God, no, I'm not going to do that. But I am going to, I do have separate pictures of Emmett without that particular particular picture I saved, I sent you. I do have pictures of mm-hmm. just him, just him alive and well. Um, so I, I will be posting a lot of those pictures um, of them. And his mom, she was so sweet and cute. Anyways, um so just put a little backstory in all of this in 1955 so the year he died she actually had planned a summer trip to nebraska for which he was supposed to go he was supposed to go with her rather than join her though as we know he wanted to go to mississippi he just want to yell don't go but that's what he wanted to do she did at first refuse him going to mississippi worried that her easygoing son was unprepared for the treatment of blacks in the South. But she later wrote, end quote, how do you give a crash course in hatred to a boy who has only ever known love? Right. However, she finally did relent, and obviously, as we know, he went to Mississippi. Um, he, let me, oh my god, let me preface this. He went to Mississippi on August 20th. A week later, he was dead. Wow. Um, so where did he where did he live before? By Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, he was from. Chicago. Yeah, he lived in Chicago for how many years? Well, fourteen. He was born and 14. raised in Chicago. Nothing. This ever like you know happened? No, not like that. To him in Chicago. Not yeah. like that. As soon as People... he went to Mississippi, the most. Yes, and here's the thing too. That remember that movie I mentioned to you? Um, it's called Loves, where it's basically um, an interracial marriage in the Deep South in the time mm-hmm. where this wasn't it's legal. They also lived, I believe, in Mississippi, and they fled to Chicago in order to still to be married, have their children because they had kids. Um, and be able to live their life normally. Um, like I remember, and this is a true story. This, this movie is a true story. They ultimately also, because she was having, when she had her, I think her first, her first child, she wanted to go back to Mississippi. So her mom, or his mom, sorry, his mom, because she was a midwife, I believe, so she could deliver their baby. Do you know the, the things that they have to do in order to get the masses into Mississippi? 
for them to ultimately get arrested the next day after she gave birth to her child. Like, so that's Chicago was a place where they could flee. So it wasn't like the South. It was, you know, pretty normal for the most part. Yeah. For what normal was back then. I think there were like more sewer well there were more like, you know, black people in Chicago. I don't know. I believe. Is that that right? I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Um but anyway. Um, so when she was told that her son had been kidnapped, Mary Till sought help from Chicago reporters in the National Association of Advancement of Colored People, NAACP. As her story spread, others became involved, including politicians in Illinois. On August 31st, 1955, Emmett's mutilated body was discovered, as you know, we can attest to, and its face unrecognizable. And again, identified by the ring. And here we go. Here's where the parts that I was telling you about that I'm going to get to. Mississippi officials planned a hasty burial. They wanted to bury him in Mississippi. But Mammy Till demanded that her son be returned to Chicago. Of course, this is his home. He should be in Chicago. Local law enforcement ultimately released the body on the condition... Let me rephrase, on the fucking condition that the casket remained closed. They literally told her, don't you dare open that here casket. Leave it closed. How dare you? So, however, after the casket arrived in Chicago on September 2nd, Mamie Till insisted that it be opened and was shocked by her son's disfigured corpse. And that is why she left the casket open at the funeral. Because you don't want to keep it closed. Mm. Because that's what you're trying to hide. Mm. So, believing that the, quote, whole nation had to bear witness to this, is what she said. Mary Till held an open casket funeral and estimated 50,000 to 100,000 people saw firsthand the brutality that had been inflicted on him. Um, Obviously, as we've said, all additional pictures were taken of him. And in his casket, they actually had photos of of him in his casket, like what he looked like before. So they could see this is what they did to him. Mm. So in September 1955, as we know, the jury acquitted these idiots. Um, And after this, the grand jury subsequently opted not to indict the men on kidnapping charges. So I think they were only indicted at first on the murder charges but then when that didn't happen they tried the kidnapping ones that they didn't the grand jury said no we're good <sighs> so wow. mammy tells handling of her son's funeral helped make racial injustice a national issue and encourage others to take action in december 1955 Rosa Parks refused to surrender her bus seat to a white man, later saying that she had been motivated by Emmett Till. Throughout her life, Mammy Till sought justice for her son. She gave speeches across the country and helped raise money for the NAACP. Her work proved crucial to the um, civil rights movement. It also inspired the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching Act that was passed in 2022. I don't know why it took so long which made lynching a hate crime. I remember that. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Um, despite her efforts, however, no one was ever held accountable for Emmett Till's murder. In 2017, Carolyn Bryant, the dumb idiot who said anything to her husband, admitted to lying under oath during her first husband's murder trial, falsely stating that Emmett Till had touched her and used crude language. However, she was never uh... prosecuted. She lied. And she admitted to lying. She started the whole thing. If it wasn't for her. In 1957... She felt, she hmm? felt guilty all the Oh, yeah, but she didn't say anything until many, many years later. I think she waited for her husband to, her husband to die, but she, yeah. Yeah, well, haunted um, her. It should have, and it should have kept haunting her. It, no, it, it probably did. Yeah, nightmares and, and etc. You know, every single day, probably thinking about it in her head. And, you know, it finally went her probably... Maybe it, it had a lot to do with her husband controlling her to not to oh, say anything. He was he so was abusive, I believe. Keep it in. Yeah, yeah, he was abusive to her for sure. I believe he was. Right. So, um, but I feel like I don't think she, he was even in the store. I think it was just her. I don't know. I mean, maybe he was. I don't know. But she could have just said nothing. But instead, she she chose to say something and lie while doing it. Just to impress, just to impress the, the white, her, her, her white I don't know. Peers. I don't know if that's necessary to impress anybody, but I'm not saying that she wasn't a racist herself. She probably was. Um, but mm-hmm. no, I think she was for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I was going to tell you. Yeah. She, yeah. But I, from, from what I remember from the series, I believe, I think it was the other guy who killed him kind of said oh i heard something about this black kid like flirting with you or some shit like i think something started it and then the husband's like fuck you talking about and like Mm. so it's basically forced out of her i think that's how it's portrayed on the show i don't know if that's accurate um Mm. maybe that's giving her a pass i don't know but (sighs) fuck these people (laughs) yeah yeah. Evil. Yes. Evil people. It is evil. It's very evil. All right. Well, yeah. that's it for me for, for that one, anyways. Yeah. Well, until the next one, but you're going next. So, this next one's going to be uh, about uh, George Floyd. Uh, you guys heard about this. Uh, sad situation as well um so uh george floyd uh was born october uh 14 1973 uh basically he was an african-american man who was murdered by a white police officer in minnesota during an arrest made after a store clerk suspected Floyd may have used a counterfeit $20 bill. So uh, basically the store clerk called the the police officers and then uh, basically yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, we know. The rest, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the whole world saw um, it happen. Yeah, there. Yeah, the video footage. Uh, they were they were trying to you know, uh, I guess trying to calm him down, but uh, they just was like you know, really calm him, him down. Him. Yeah, yeah, but they were basically it. aggressive. Yeah, yeah, but they're. No, I think here's a here's the thing that I'm gonna say. Yeah, I know a yeah. lot of things came out about George Floyd and his criminal past. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he probably was freaking out, obviously. Yeah, that's why I was screaming at. Yeah, not because of his race, yeah. but because fuck, oh, yeah. I I can't get arrested again. You know, um, I don't know mm-hmm. if the counterfeit twenty was known to him. I don't know if it's just came into his wallet by accident. No, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Um, but to calm him down, to not put your foot on his neck, you have people behind you telling him you're choking him, you're killing him, he can't breathe, and you mm-hmm. still kept doing. Yeah. Yeah, but before, like this was like like before that happened like the outside right. trying to like you know, he was freaking yeah he, they were freaking he was freaking out like he yeah. said yeah and then you know they took him to the car etc mm-hmm. and then they just you know they try to shove him you know in the car and then blah 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 and then that happened okay shove him in the that. car but how did he go from being shoved into the car to being put on the ground being choked how did that happen I listen arrest him if he is trying to use a $20 counterfeit bill yeah don't kill him yeah he had a daughter he had a little daughter who isn't able to grow up with her father come on guys like this is again I don't care what the hell he did or didn't do this was not needed yeah Yeah. even though you know there. And the, you, it, you know what upsets me is that you know the, the was, was it two or three the, the two or three other police officers didn't come in and just didn't do anything. Know, tell tell like what's his name? What's the police officer name? Derek to just mm-hmm. like ease off of the man's neck. It's a, that's a dangerous point to put a knee to a man's neck like that. Well, of course, right? So, so. And put so much pressure on the man's neck, and then to the point that you know, a man's just basically just asking to breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, yeah. So, it's wrong. Oh, um, hmm? it's that it's wrong. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is wrong. It is wrong. So, um, so the police officer Derek, what's what's his name? Derek. I can't pronounce his last name. I'm just gonna call him Derek because I have no respect for him for you know even doing that to mm-hmm. a black man. Even though you know uh, George Floyd had you know a bad past, you don't do that to any you. you What's the word I'm thinking of? You don't have the right 
to make that decision. Well, that's why there's things put in place in the law. You don't take the law into your own hands. Right. Even though you're a police officer, but you're here to enforce the law, not take it into your own hands. But both of two of them already have been convicted, including Derek. I think his last name is Chavez or whatever. Um, he, and he recently got beat up in prison. I'm going to keep saying it because he was taken out of isolation and put in a gem pop. And then he got beat up. Fortunately, he didn't get shipped. Oh, well. Maybe next time. Okay. Yeah, well. So, Mr. Floyd's death has uh, spiraled uh, national-wide protests against Mm -hmm. police. This is from the New York Times. Uh, Brutality, police brutality. Mm -hmm. And reckoning over everything from public moments to uh, sports teams. So, like, public... um, people from the public to sports teams to uh you know even like center even this is like you know uh similar situation what happened to like you know um uh Trayvon Martin well Trayvon Martin yeah I think even bigger uh, though I think even bigger yeah because yeah well yeah it's bigger it was everywhere yeah because it and the outrage and this was during a time during covid too and social media is is at all time high right now too so in like comparison to like comparison 2012 yeah. 2012 was just like social media when you think of it this in 2012 was still barely what? new in comparison to now yes. we didn't have yes. all of the things that we have now we didn't have the tiktok we had instagram yeah. and everything but you mm-hmm. know it just wasn't one yeah, of those. Yeah, we had we had well, Twitter. Twitter was around still. Facebook, oh, yeah. Instagram. Uh, yeah, TikTok wasn't around like you said. Mister Charvan or Charvas. Whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever his name is. Uh, and the three other officers involved in Mister Floyd's death: Thomas Lane, Teo Thao, and Jay Alexander. Kang or Kong, I don't know. I can't Whatever. respect any of them. Yes, matter. We're fired and charged for variety, variety of crimes. Uh, Mr. Chavez uh, was uh, convicted of murder in April 2021. I was sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison. That's and it. the other three officers were. Yep. Got second degree, right? So I think second degree is lesser. What's the lesser it's, charge? It, it, yeah, I think so. And I think, I think he pled guilty, is, didn't he? He, he? I think he pled not guilty. Oh, not guilty. Okay. Yeah. Of course he, he did. Not, okay. Yeah. In okay, so in prison, the other three officers were sentenced to several years in prison. I don't know what several years is. It's probably seven to ten years, or you know. And so what they were charged with. Yeah, I had to to look into that, but, you know, I don't have any respect for these officers because they should have just stopped uh, Derek. Especially uh, when one of them was a black man. I can't get over that. mm -hmm. I can't get over the fact that one of them's black. 
I need a sat there. We just yes. sat there and let it happen. Yeah, I just stood there, just looked at the lab and like I I, like, I, that I kind understand of you, that you're I understand you're putting your job over your, you know your your, your race. I understand. The job, that, the job that like, you no longer have and you never will. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like but do the right thing. Do yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Do the right thing. He still would have had if his see job. Something, yeah. You know, and his freedom. They yep. all would have. If but someone I done stopped in that situation, him. Yeah. I would have pulled pulled Derek one away from shove, him and just one get off the shove. Yeah. One push yeah. would have yeah. this would have changed everything. Yeah. Yeah, it would have changed everything. I would tell you you're killing the guy. You're killing him. Get off him. I'll handle this. You know? Especially when you like just put in, he would have fallen, whatever. Like, come on. It it, it could have been such a different outcome. George probably would have been alive. Yeah. Yeah. Those people probably still maybe with the exception of Derek, I don't know, but those three probably still would have had their job for sure. Mm-hmm. Derek might probably would have gotten like suspended without pay or something but eventually we're going to drop back like that could have been so different for everybody Mm -hmm. well I like to apologize to everybody you know like I don't have any respect for these officers if I said their names wrong I'm sorry I apologize I don't think anyone here cares (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I just want to you know give my respects to George Floyd, rest in peace to uh, him and um, happiness to his uh, his 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 family. Hopefully, uh, they can find it in their hearts to find that and um, find peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, I I feel for his daughter more so than anything. I. Oh yeah. Can I, I know from I, witnessing how it can affect a, a child to lose a parent, a father in that way in a m- murder. Um they can thrive. They definitely will thrive. It's it's not it's not a fun thing to see on the outside when you see you that happen. You should yeah. You should have heard where his uh his daughter said uh when um he died and saw his more his art the, like a lot of his lot the of mural art, the murals yeah yeah murals art that a lot of people did for him mm-hmm. it's like she said look look daddy you changed the world no yeah that's what she said so, i mean he did um, he did definitely did but it's just it's sad that yeah. he it's sad that people have to die in order to make an effect on the world it's yeah. it's just it's it's uh, yeah. it, it, i don't want to bring it here again bring yeah. it here i don't want but yeah. it, it's what is is so amazing about like like with hamilton because again hamilton came out right like in, oh. on Dis- in disney right when this happened and it was so needed i think it was Mm -hmm. so needed to kind of bring the parallels but there's one scene in it where they say like oh he heard about the mercer and they named a street after him and aaron burr's like 
and all he had to do was die. And Hamilton's like, we ought to give it a try. Because that's so true. It's like, in order to make a change in the world or be recognized, you have to die. And why is that? Why? Why can't we make a change while we're alive or be recognized while we're alive? No one should have to die, especially in this way, to make a change in the world. It's just, not, it's not right. It's not right. Yep. Well, you done with yeah. yours? That's it. So, uh, wait, wait a second. So okay. basically, ever since, like, you know, when I said about his daughter, said he, she, he changed the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than like 30 change have passed 140 oversights and reform laws on local police since Floyd's mm-hmm. killing. Mm-hmm. According to New York Times, some of these laws are restricted tactics such as no knock warrant, which led to the death of Brianna Taylor. Yes, of course. Uh, Her death happened before George Floyd, right? Yes. And no one knew about it. It was never put out there until after he after he died. Yeah. Yeah. So I still don't understand how you can do a no knock warrant on someone like that and do it in the Mm -hmm. middle of the night. Like this. And God. Yeah. Oh, it's scary. It's scary thought to know that that that's that's okay to do. But I'm happy they've abolished it, and um, and I don't know what's happened with necessarily defunding the police because it's also pushed the defunding of the police as well. Uh, well, I, I don't when think I that didn't ever happen. I don't know. Okay. I think I think depending on where you are, it might have happened, and yeah. I didn't particularly necessarily agree with defunding the police yeah, I, yeah, until I, I did yeah. my research on it, and I'm like. Oh, that's right. There's certain things that the police don't have the ability or the skill to handle. For example, mental health. We've seen that here in Canada. We had um, a police officer kill someone who was having some sort of mental break on the TTC streetcar. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, on Toronto Transit Commission. Um, that's what it stands for. It's a streetcar yeah. um, that he was yeah. killed on. Police don't have the ability to handle someone who is having a mental health crisis. So in those cases, I do think someone who is trained on dealing with someone having a mental health crisis, those people should be stepping in, not the police. I do agree with that. So I think in certain aspects, maybe defunding the police is a good idea, but I still want to make sure that I, I mean, I don't think there's something happening here in Canada, but I would still want to make sure that if I'm in a crisis, whatever crisis that may be, that if I'm, I know that the police are going to be the ones that are coming if I need them to be the one coming. I, I, I just, that's a part of it that I was unsure of, but as long as they're doing it in a way where it's still going to protect people's safety, I don't care what mm-hmm. they do. As long as people's safeties are still being protected, one hundred percent agree. Like I don't, I don't agree with one hundred percent. The funding the police, no, you know, like you're, and again, you're, you're risking your lives, safety. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and, and again, just to put this out here, 
a lot of the problems that police officers encounter is also their own mental health struggles. So something needs to be put in place, and I think they're doing the work on that, but I think something needs to be put in place where police officers' mental needs are being addressed. We're talking about people who are dealing with PTSD, anxiety, depression, and these are the people who have to come and serve and protect. But who is serving and protecting them? Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I agree. You took the words out of my mouth. I can't say any more other than that. So, um, yeah. Um, okay. So, I'm going to go on to the, the last one. Next one? Yes, the, the, the last, last one we're doing. Last one. Um, and there's okay. not even much information with this one, but it's still an important one. So, the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing, which they consider a terrorist attack, happened in mm-hmm. Birmingham, Alabama on September 15, 1963. And this was, this church was a predominantly African-American 16th Street Baptist Church. Um, and the bombing happened by local members of the KKK. So this resulted in the injury of 14 people and the death of four girls um and the attack garnered widespread national outrage so throughout the civil rights movement birmingham was a major site of protests marches and sit-ins that were often met with police brutality and violence from white citizens homemade bombs planted by white supremacists in homes and churches became so commonplace that the city sometimes was known as bombingham Local African-American churches, such as the 16th Street Baptist Church, were fundamental in the organization of much of the protest activity. In 1963, the 16th Street Baptist Church hosted several meetings led by civil rights activists um, in, uh, in an effort to intimidate demonstrators members of the KKK routinely telephoned the church with threats intended to disrupt these meetings as well as regular church services. How about y'all get a life? Anyways, when a bomb made of dynamite detonated at 10.22 a.m. on September 15, 1963, church members were attending Sunday school classes before the start of the 11 a.m. church service. The, mm-hmm. So they're not even doing any protest. They are trying to worship the Lord. Okay? That's what they're trying to do. The bomb exploded on the east side of the building where five girls were getting ready for church in a basement restroom. The explosion sprayed mortar and bricks from the front of the building, caved in walls, and filled the interior with smoke. And horrified parishioners quickly evacuated the church. Beneath piles of debris in the church basement, the dead bodies of four girls, Annie Mae Collins, Cynthia Wesley, and Carol Robertson, um, all, uh, sorry, hold on, sorry, about all age 14, and Denise McNair, she was 11 years old, they were discovered mm-hmm. in the debris. A fifth girl, which could be said there was five girls, fifth girl, mm-hmm. 
who had been with them, Sarah Collins, who was actually the younger sister of Addie Mae Collins, lost her right eye in the explosion, and several other people were injured. As we said, 14 and were injured. Violence broke out across the city in the aftermath of the bombing. Two more young African Americans died, and the National Guard was called in to restore order. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. spoke at the funeral of three of the girls. Despite repeated demands that the perpetrators be brought to justice, the first trial in the case was not held until 1977, over a decade later. Mm-hmm. When former Klan member Robert E. Chambliss, I've heard of this guy, was convicted of murder, um, Chambliss, who continued to maintain his innocence, he died in prison in 1985. Oh, yeah. The case was reopened again in 1980 and in 1988 and finally again in 1997 when two other former clans members, um, Thomas Blatton and Bobby mm-hmm. Frank Cherry, were brought to trial. Blatton was convicted in 2001 and Cherry in 2002. Both received life sentences. Cherry died in 2004 and Blanton died in 2020. I hope he got COVID. A fourth suspect, Herman Frank Cash, died in 1994 before he could be tried. So it seems like they kind of figured out everybody who was involved. Um, I think. So, the bombing of the 16th Street Baptist Church was examined by director Spike Lee in the Oscar-nominated documentary for Little Girls, which was done in 1997. In the film, Lee interviews witnesses to the bombing and family members of the victims, while at the same time exploring the backdrop of segregation and white harassment that were central to the time period. Hmm. So I am going to have photos of these little girls. They were so adorable. One of those hmm. so cute with her little high. She looks so cute. Anyways, I'm going to have that. I'm going to have pictures of the church and what it looks like um, now after because it's still there it's still upright um and i'll also show pictures of the the bombing site afterwards um it's a very nice church that is my my story um again this was these these two stories for me well stories these cases for me uh emmett till and in the 16th street church bombing were stories that i heard in my Black History Month class um, many years ago. Um, many years ago. I am not that old. A while ago. Um, and it was one of those things that I'm just like, again, I hadn't heard of either of them before that. And right. it's it like, I could not fathom that something like this could actually happen at any time as someone could be so hatred and at any time yeah. maybe that was my ignorance but i just i never thought like this kind of thing could happen to anybody and it's sick that it ever did um and but it still it still continues to this day still continues see, to this day I mean, we, I, I with the cases you, you talked about yeah 
Yeah, Trayvon Martin and George Floyd. George Floyd was Hate only still here. three and a half years ago. We're approaching the four-year anniversary yes. of his death, and yes. it's just that, that, that that's it's it's insane to me yeah. that things like this are still happening. Hmm. I think we have a lot to work to do as a in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not just the United States or Canada, but in the world, I think racism still goes on in even mm-hmm. in the UK. You know, even in you know, uh, well, you know, in this, we deal with like, it everywhere, this, but it's particularly yes, bad yeah. in the states. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and and the thing too is that I, again, I'm sorry, I'm going to bring Hamilton back up again. Not so much the the play mm-hmm. itself, but um, Leslie. Odom Jr. Is that the pet? No, that's, that's the basketball player. Sorry, the guy who plays um, Aaron Burr. What listening to kind of the, the behind the scenes aspects of Hamilton, um, which is actually on Disney Plus. You can um, watch it if you want to. There's two different ones, mm-hmm. and he mentions when they actually did the taping of the Hamilton play that appears on Disney Plus which was filmed in 2016, was just after, was about like within weeks of the other police brutality that happened with the guy in New York where he also was being choked and couldn't breathe. Remember that? I can't remember his name. Um, But it happened in New York. And um, they have also had... Um, body cam is, footage of that as well. Say, is it Taylor? I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. Um, he does mention his name on 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 the thing. I knew exactly oh, what he was talking about, but I couldn't remember his name. But he said like it happened right there. I think he said he actually knew him or knew people who knew him. Um, so it, it's and the whole thing, the whole purpose of him telling the story was the parallels of this happened right before we did that in 2016 and here it was happening again right around the time that we're releasing it in 2020 with someone different it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's crazy when you think of it like this is not it hasn't and even after George Floyd we still had other people being shot not there was one guy um i think his last name jacob or his first name jacob who was in a parking lot sleeping in his car or something and he got shot by the police Mm -hmm. he didn't die but he was shot by the police and it's just like how will you learn nothing (laughs) no we haven't yeah uh i i like i said we have a lot work to do in the world we need to change certain things change certain laws so um yeah um it's just sad that you know i mean we, we are making progress but we are it's just sad it's just something like that still brews and continues to happen in mm-hmm. the world so and I think too that is important is that, you know, kind of similarly to when you, you know, maybe have a sit down with your 
partner and kind of be like, this is what I need from you. I need you to address these things. This, this is where I need to fix. And then it kind of goes in one ear and you might do it for a little bit and it comes back out the other ear and they just do the same things all over again. I'm not talking from experience. Mm-hmm. But similarly to that, we need to make sure we're putting the work in and that it sticks. Not that we're going to do it for like a decade and go right back to what we were doing before. It needs to stick. Enough's enough. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And like this probably happens to people that, you know, that you don't see on the news um, very often. So like there's a, like a, a lot of unknown stuff that we know we don't know in exactly okay um i'm going to to end this yes. episode so this ep- this ends episode 20 sorry i'm a little bit you know i think understandably uh, flustered <laughs> yeah flustered as usual so this ends this special black history month episode series of episode 20 of the next take podcast the next take podcast is available now on all podcast platforms we also have a website called solo.to next take podcast so where where else are we at, Tanika? Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Next Take Podcast and Twitter, TikTok um, at Next Take Pod. Um, yeah, I think that's it's basically it there for the socials. Yeah, so just follow us there. Uh, and for our contact email us at mikaltanika at gmail.com. So we talk about a bunch of stuff, Tanika. So mm-hmm. like, you know, um Emmett Smith. No, Emmett Till. Uh, Emmett Till, Emmett Till. Um, the sixteenth street bombing. Um we talked about Trayvon Martin and okay. Floyd. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Apologize for the mispronunciation. So uh Emmett Till. Uh yeah. Um so what's our next episode? So I guess we're doing We're gonna take artists. it easy. We're gonna be doing doing things a little yeah. more easy for the next episode. We're gonna be talking about black people in arts. Um so I realize we kind of talked about mm-hmm. a lot of artists, but I think we also need to throw in some like dancers or something in there too. Um I think because arts is not just music but um yeah we maybe could, could throw be, in could, somebody there too i have an idea graffiti, it, could, it could be it could be clothing could be uh, um that's not arts you know, art. arts is music I mean, yeah well, Me, no music dancing actual art Oh, those are so okay i thought i thought that's mean, fashion art can be i thought you mean art can be in different forms Art. Yeah, the that. definition of arts is art. like dancing, music. Um, I think even acting, I think, is considered an art yeah. form, and as well as um, um, 
uh, I mean, there's something else I mentioned. I can't remember now. Uh, actual art, like you know, graf- there's graffiti artists, artists too. Like you know, art as in like, and then there's yeah, the, but that know. is considered art. That is that is art. That's part of the arts. But yeah, that's clothing. Okay, is not considered art. That's fashion. I mean, if you put art on clothing, it's still fashion. <laughs> Still fashion. Yeah. We're not talking about clothing, people. Yeah. We're talking it, about art. It is. I mean, it's different. Mm, it, it's it's art. It is fashion. Yeah. It is a work it's of fashion. Art, you know, it's, that's not what <laughs> okay, art is. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So we're just we're doing art. So any type art. of artists that are that is out. Oh God. Arts. Okay. Art. Because so, we see arts, okay. it arts. means everything. Yes. Okay. Arts. Okay. You got that, people? Arts. <laughs> Arts. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, so uh, anything else is coming other than that, Tanika? I heard you have a special. All right. I guess we can talk about that. Yes. I'm going to have a little we're gonna have a spicy episode. Spicy episode. What are you talking about? Calm down. We're going to have a guest on. Um, hopefully, uh, we should have a guest on. Um, she has confirmed that she'll be on. Um, for anyone who listens to my other podcast, um, mm-hmm. Reality Times 2, you will know that she has been on there talking sister wives and the family Chantel um, when that was still on. So she has been a part mm-hmm. of my podcast over there. So she's going to over here and talk a little black people and arts <laughs> so okay 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 but isn't there another episode that you, you're forgetting what episode? oh the bonus episode that's what you meant yeah yeah we do we do episode. let's go no not spicy calm what? down y'all can't have this <laughs> experience the whole spicy in this of, the, of that but yes the valentine's day episode we're going to be doing a bonus episode it's going to come out right on valentine's day um because well valentine's mm. day happens to land in Pakistan history month so we are going to do something right. a little fun with that um and mm. hopefully as long as i can make sure that he listens and does what i need him to do the view might be actually meeting my boyfriend <laughs> on that episode as well um yes i do talk about him on my other podcast as well as i've talked about him here too so you guys will be the only ones who get to actually hear his voice (laughs) yep yep and let's be kind to him because he does have an accent so yeah (laughs) okay no that's fine that's fine yeah that's fine uh we're we're kind here are we people I would oh. think so. He's <laughs> self-conscious about about his his English, but he's great English, mm. guys. So it's fine. <laughs> good, 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 good. All right, okay. So that's all the surprises that we have on this uh um this episode. Uh, I also congratulate ourselves for our twentieth episode on right. this uh, podcast as well. Um, we made it. Um, hopefully mm. we can do uh. Well, we most likely will do 10 more. Of course, so we have a whole year planned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, okay. So, this ends this episode. I am Mikal and. And I'm Tanika. 
and we'll be back next week. Peace. Bye.